Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to How Can This Happen? I'm Betsy Bell. I'm here to give you some stories that have happened across the country that you might not have heard of, but you might have. Some of them are fairly open, out in the open. Some of them are all across the internet. I don't know where you get your news from or what stories you are into. But one thing I want to point out is... These are stories that seem to have a recurring theme. They are mysteries as to why they happened. It's called, How Can This Happen? Because we can't imagine how these things can happen. They're extraordinary. They're out of the ordinary. They're not everyday features that you would see on the news. But they have happened. They're verified and their verified stories in the news. I'm going to feature stories each podcast to let you know how these things came about and maybe shed some light on why we have to be aware of these things. It may have meaning that you never even thought of. That's the purpose of the show, is to present to you how this can happen, and why. Maybe there's a little bit of a why in there as well. The first story that I want to talk about is about a young man named Marcus Schroeder. He lives in Watertown, Wisconsin, USA. There was a drag queen show in the local park next to the library, The drag queens went out to have reading with the children. It was for kids. So Marcus and his friends go over, they're curious, and all they saw were drag queens dancing with children. They said that they did have a story reading for about 20 minutes, and then everybody was dancing. So instead of interrupting their permitted affair, what they did was they went over to the sidewalk, took out a microphone, and started reading the Bible. I think there's nothing wrong with that. But then I'm a Christian, so maybe I would have applauded them. But that doesn't mean that they should have been arrested. So this is what happened. The city leaders called the police and told them to arrest Marcus. Why? How can this happen? The policeman walked up behind him, grabbed him by the arm, and he tensed his muscles. So the arrest report read that because he was on the sidewalk, public, by the way, a public sidewalk in a public square, they arrested him for amplification because he had a microphone. It also appears that the reason they also arrested him happened to be that he resisted arrest when he tensed his muscles. So the police officer comes up behind him, grabs him by the arms, and his muscles tense. Oh dear, that's resisting arrest. 
This is what he was finally charged with. He has to pay a $500 fine for resisting arrest and a $200 fine for amplification. So I have a few thoughts on this, but the main thought I had is how can this happen? What are city leaders thinking when they won't allow someone to stand on a public street and express their beliefs. That is all this is. It's someone that is on the street that wants to have their voice heard from the standpoint of a Christian that believes in God. Can you imagine that that is against the law in the United States of America? What are we becoming? Why have we descended into this pathway? That is the question of the show. It is also the question that should be in all of our minds. Maybe you think that your children should be tolerant of drag queens. You're entitled to that opinion, The city leaders had no problem giving the drag queens a license so they could dance and be seen in a provocative manner. That was okay. But the minute that Marcus decided that you should understand the Bible's position on that, maybe not even on that, just that you should consider your Christian's perspective on it. That is when they decided he did not have that right. But the drag queens had the right to be permitted by the city leaders to do a show for children. I don't have anything to relate to you that I could compare this to. That's the part that really drives me mad. I can't believe that city leaders are spending time arresting somebody who reads the Bible when you can't get a police officer to stop somebody from looting a store. And if an employee stops them, they'll be fired. Maybe not in Wisconsin, but certainly in other states. How do you feel when you hear these kinds of events happening all around you? Do we just stop and say, okay, how can this happen? It's just an anomaly. Maybe there's something about this that we need to understand so that we could attempt to deal with it in some way. That's my statement on this story. One story that I do want to relate to you that is very important to me as a citizen of the United States I take great pride in my ability to be able to go to the polls and vote. Whether it's on election day or whether it's on two weeks before election day, I 
participate in the process because it is a right that is given to us that I think we need to practice, we need to be serious about, and we need to understand that the beauty of this country is the fact that we have the right to vote. So last October, I went to the mailbox. I had one letter to mail. It was Columbus Day. I don't know why that's important. One thing you need to know about Columbus Day is the regular post office is closed. And I went to the outside mailbox, and it's a huge mailbox with a big neck on it. And the neck was full. When I looked inside, there was no way that I could put one more envelope into the mailbox because the envelope would not fit. There were so many envelopes stuffed in there, and they all said ballot. Every one of them said ballot. I stood there in shock. I looked at the box and said, why would there be all of these ballots stuffed in here like somebody came by with one box and filled it? But what I was supposed to believe is that each of those people came in person that day, the car went through the mailbox, dropped the envelope into the box, and moved on. That's what I was supposed to believe. However, one thing I do know is the August of 21, there was a special session in the Nevada State Legislature. Governor Sisolak at the time decided to have a special election. They are not meeting in August, so all of the legislators came back. The doors were closed on Saturday night. They voted in ballot harvesting. The difference between ballot harvesting in Nevada and the ballot harvesting in other states is the fact that in Nevada, it doesn't matter how many ballots you harvest. That is the only state in the union that allows you to harvest as many ballots as you want, as you can hold, as you can put in your trunk, as you can fill a box of. Obviously, we have a problem because if you're harvesting ballots, you have up until the day of election to turn them in. That's fine. You want to be able to help your neighbor out so they can vote. Is that really what ballot harvesting is about? I would like to disagree on that. So, what happened is, when they decided to do the special session to vote on this, the Secretary of State at the time said that her office had made multiple attempts to provide input and potential election changes ahead of the special session. But they were rebuffed but they were rebuffed and the bill was rushed through with essentially no public feedback. That is the process. How can this happen? 
Is it because we're not paying attention? Is it because we don't care? I don't believe that. I think there are people in the legislatures, in the assemblies, that are able to manipulate things to make them work for them. And maybe it's time we asked ourselves, how can this happen? How can we sit back and let this happen? I don't think you need to think about it that hard. I think the answer could come to you. One thing I do know about ballot harvesting is it's extremely controversial because there was a candidate who claimed that it construed false election results. Maybe the candidate was wrong, but I don't see why there hasn't been one single investigation as to how this could have happened. The Registrar of Voters um, in the state of Nevada said that, and I quote here, legislators have made a decision that there's no limit to the number of ballots that somebody can bring in. That's Clark County Register Joe Gloria. If the voter hasn't trusted that to an individual to turn in for them because they can't do it, any number of ballots can be brought in and turned in to one of our secure drop boxes. So my experience was not a drop box. It was a mailbox because it was before the election, not the day of. When somebody brings in the ballots, somebody staffs the drop box and makes sure that the ballots are signed so they can be processed. He said, he said, she said, was that what really happened? My question is, we don't know. What we do know is the question is still out there that has never been answered. How can this happen? How can the governor just make a, a special session? Everybody votes. Everybody says, we're just going to harvest ballots. The public gets no say. My question is, is there anything that we can do about how can this happen? Okay, so today I want to take a look at, there was a situation with Baylor University, which is a Baptist university in the state of Texas, and they received a waiver on discrimination based on Title IX, and Title IX is, and a, uh, Title IX is the, So I lost my thought. That happens. Okay. Title IX is presented by the federal government to try to stop sexual harassment 
by giving guidelines to not only universities, but to public institutions on the unmitigated harassment or treating of people with discrimination. And what happened in this instance was that Baylor University was charged with harassment by an LBGTQ student in their college community. She was a student, and in 21, she filed suit that she was discriminated against for being gay. That is happening frequently across the United States. You're hearing that gays feel that they are harassed, and I believe that they are. One thing that I know is true is that Christians believe that gays are not within the meeting of... Okay. One thing I know that is for sure is Christians have a belief that being gay is not natural or normal. That is a fact. God made us man and woman, and he made us to be attracted to a woman to be attracted to a man and a man to be attracted to a woman. Now, if there is some other form of relationship, that is up to the individual, obviously. But to discriminate against someone because of their gender identity or the fact that they are not within the Christian community is not good. To discriminate against somebody who is gay is because of your own beliefs or because you are not tolerant. I think tolerance is key here. I don't think discrimination has to be acceptance. But I do think that these laws are pinning us into a corner of total acceptance. That's just false. We don't need to accept people being attracted to the opposite sex. We do not need to accept people being attracted to the same sex. Do we need to tolerate it? If we're being human and we're trying to understand the human condition, I think we do need to tolerate it. Now, what happened at Baylor is this woman filed suit against the university because somebody put a sticky note on her dorm room door harassing her as being gay. The U.S. Department of Education accepted Baylor University's request for exemption from Title IX's sexual harassment provision and stated as being a private Baptist school, they asked 
them to dismiss discrimination complaints filed by LGBTQ plus students that the university said were inconsistent with the institution's religious values. That is on the surface, not saying that they don't tolerate it. On the surface, what this is actually saying is, if your beliefs do not accept it, you will tolerate it. But you should not be subject to a law that states you are doing otherwise because of your religious beliefs. That was basically the crux of it. My thought first when I saw this is not only how can this happen, but how can the Department of Education say that a religious university is exempt from those values, but every other public institution is not. I believe that everyone has a right to their religious beliefs. And if the Title IX law actually infringes upon that, then what is is happening here is the Board of Education finally stated that, yes, religion can be exempt from having to accept the LBGT plus community saying they're discriminated against. Discrimination is an ugly matter that has been with this country for a very long time. My beliefs on discrimination are the fact that no matter how much you want to believe that somebody has harassed you, my thought is how much do you believe in what you are, who you are, what you're saying, and what you're doing? First, First example, when I was on the schoolyard as a little girl, I was running around and everybody was calling me names. One of them was open wide for chunky. And I laughed because I was a chunky little girl. And when it happened, was I upset? Yes. I didn't want my friends to tell me open wide for chunky. It upset me. But one thing I did know is that I had a very loving heart and I was taught sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I believed it. I believed that words were just words. But I don't know why we have come so far in this country that the minute one word comes out of someone's mouth, It means hate. It means discrimination. It means everything but what they are saying. What they are saying is, I think that gays are great. Be gay. Do whatever you want. 
don't impress me that I have to tell you I'm going to give you my imprimatur. I'm going to support you in your gayness. I don't need to do that. You don't need me to do that. What you do need is to say, that is your firm belief. That is who you are. I respect who you are. And that's it for this episode of How Can This Happen? Stay tuned for the next one.